Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.J. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches on part one of this message entitled, Preach the Word. If you have a Bible with you, please turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, help us to be like the most godly King Josiah. When the Bible was read to him, he humbled himself and he responded to the word in obedience. Therefore, help us to be a people who will hear the word, know the word, and do the word, that we may be a blessed people. This we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Second Timothy three sixteen through chapter 4, verse 5. Preach the word. Not judge the word, edit the word, amend the word, add to the word, subtract from the word, pervert the word, preach the word. Friends, the mighty wind of the Spirit of God has been blowing, reviving the true believers and separating the chaff, the reprobates, who thrive only in an atmosphere of false gospel that promote wickedness. The key to true revival is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And therefore a return to the word of God, the Bible. In the days of the ideal king, Josiah, whose birth was predicted 300 years before. Who sought the Lord as a teenager and God blessed him because the lost book of the covenant was found. When God's spirit comes upon us, he always leads us to the book of life. Hilkiah, the high priest, found the lost book, probably lost in the long reign of Manasseh and the short reign of wicked Ammon. Josiah, the godly king, Heard the book read. He responded to the word in true humility. In repentance. In faith. The truth of the word transformed him. And we read the true worship of God was restored. He hated wickedness and loved righteousness. And we are told in plain language that he did not turn to the right or to the left of the Holy Word. At 19, he purged Judah of high places, torn down altars to bells, cut to pieces incense altars. He broke to pieces idols and images. He burned the bones of priests of bells. He purged 
Judah and Jerusalem. Of all idolatry. And may God help us to be active in cleansing our hearts. Zeal of the Lord consumed him. And he cleansed the temple, repaired it, and reformed the worship. Friends, when God revives his people, I said he leads us to his book. That we may worship God in spirit and in truth. In the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, the Bible made the difference. They listened to the reading of the word. Men, women, and children. Six hours. They listened to the word to understand the word and do what it said. They understood the word. They obeyed the word with their high cost to themselves. Saint Augustine was led to the Bible. He heard, take and read. And he took the Bible and read the book of Romans. And he was saved. And he became a champion of orthodoxy. Luther was helped by his superior John Stoppitz to study the word. And he was saved and gave us the truth of justification by faith alone, by which God's church stands or falls. St. Paul asked Timothy to bring to this prisoner, Paul, the books, especially the parchments. He wants to read the scriptures one more time before he was executed by the sword of Nero. Let us listen, friends, to the great and godly Professor John Murray. He speaks of the necessity of diligent and persevering and painstaking study of scriptures until our hearts burns with the love for God. He says we must study the word of God. The word of God will grip us, bind us, hold us, pull us, drive us, raise us up from the dunghill, bring us down from our high conceits and make us its bondservants in all of thought, life, and conduct. Yes, we must study prayerfully the word of God until, he says, we are convinced what is the right thing to think and what is the right thing to do in any given situation of our changing life. May God help us to be earnest Bible students that God's word may transform our lives making us lovers of God lovers of his church and lovers of sinners of the world. Revive us, O God. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. 
Lead us into your book that our hearts may be changed into the likeness of God. Second Timothy 4.2 commands us to preach the word. Three things I want to speak to you. First is the preacher. Second, the power. And the third, preach the word. Most pastors of Christian churches are unfit to preach the word. They are not born of God. They do not believe in the word of God. They are self-called. God did not call them at all. Not so the Apostle Paul. He was converted to Christ by divine apprehension of him. So we read in chapter 1 verse 11. And of this gospel I was appointed. That is I was appointed by Christ. A preacher and an apostle and a teacher. Timothy also was born of God and called to the sacred ministry. In chapter 1 verse 5 we read that he possessed unhypocritical faith. Authentic faith, sincere faith, true faith. This faith in the gospel, this faith in Christ we are told dwelt in him Paul was convinced of this and we read that he was duly ordained by the elders including the apostle Paul as we read in Romans 10 14 through 15 Timothy was sent by God to preach the gospel that the elect sinners might hear the gospel Believe in Jesus Christ. That they may call upon the name of the Lord. And be saved. In this regard. He was like Jeremiah the prophet. And we read in Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb. I knew you. Before you were born. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah 1.7 But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them whatever I command you. Whatever I command you. Preach the word. Do not be terrified by them or I will terrify you before them. So we read in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. Here is the great charge, solemn charge. In the presence of God and of Christ who will judge the living and the dead. And in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach 
the word. He had authority to preach the word, to rebuke, to correct, and to command. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 3, As I urge you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus, so that you may command certain men not to teach false doctrines any longer. Have you seen any preachers who have authority to command? Chapter 4, verse 11, 1 Timothy, command and teach these things. What we have, we have preachers who beg and plead. They are kept men by the church. Silenced. They cannot command anybody. They have no authority. How can you have authority when you are not saved nor called? First Timothy 6.17 Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant to put their hope in wealth. Can you find some preachers who will do that? Multi-millionaires sitting there. Professors sitting there. And a preacher stands. And by the authority of God commands the rich not to trust in their uncertain wealth. And we are told that he was to train reliable men in the truth of the gospel. Chapter 2. That they may faithfully teach others. Reliable men. We don't have too many, what sir? Reliable men. Where have all the men gone? Especially reliable men who stand for truth and persevere to the very end. Reliable men who conform to the standard of First Timothy chapter 3. So we must train faithful men. To preach the word. And they must train others. That they may train many others. That this gospel can be preached. Until Christ comes again. We read this. Verse 3 through 7. Psalm 78. What we have heard and known. What our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children. So the next generation would know them and even the children yet to be born. And they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God. And would not forget his deeds. But would keep his commands. Psalm 78 tells us that we must train our children in the word. That they may teach their children. Even children not yet born. Scripture alone is the gospel, the truth, the word of God. Friends, it is the word of life. 
It gives us the knowledge of God. All else is human words. Fallible human words. Second Timothy 3 and verse 14 tells us Timothy must abide, dwell in the word. Paul tells us elsewhere, let the word of Christ dwell in your hearts richly. Dwell means let the word of Christ rule in your hearts. John 15, 7, Jesus said, if you dwell in me and my words dwell in you, ask whatever you wish, it will be given to you. Timothy also must guard the precious deposit of the gospel. Second Timothy 1. What you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the precious deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it by the help of the Holy Spirit. We have entrusted our life to Christ and he guards it and he entrusts his gospel to us and we guard it. First Timothy 6 verse 20, Timothy, God, what has been entrusted to your care, turn away from godless chatter. Everything else, friends, godless chatter. He must not add to it, subtract from it, not pervert it. He must turn away from all heresies. He must oppose all perversions of the gospel. He must preach, teach, and live the gospel. And he must suffer for it and die for it. As St. Paul was about to do. He must guard it as the most Precious entrustment from Christ. Friends, the church failed to guard it. And so we went through the dark ages. When the Bible was lost until the Reformation. And it is again happening. We are going through another dark age. Where the Bible is lost. And the rotting culture is affecting everybody. Friends, God has called us and is calling us. And we must guard the gospel by the Holy Ghost who dwells in the believer. The preacher. He must also live a holy life in keeping with the gospel. First Timothy 4, 7 have nothing to do with godless myths. And old wives' tales train yourself to be godly. First Timothy 6 verse 11. But you man of God, flee from all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. And this epistle, 2 Timothy 2, verse 22, flee the evil desires of youth 
and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Preacher, you must not be afraid or ashamed of the gospel. Preacher, you must endure sufferings like a good soldier of Christ. Chapter 1 will say, do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel. How? By the power of God. Chapter 2 verse 3, endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ. Is that what preachers are preaching? Can you imagine? You stand up on the pulpit and preach. Join with me in suffering for the gospel. Second Timothy 4 verse 5. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Friends. A preacher must be ready to die for Christ. And the gospel. Paul was about to be beheaded. Not only that. The preacher must be a hard worker. If you are lazy. You cannot be a preacher. Second Timothy 2 verse 15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by God a workman ergates, a worker who does not need to be ashamed of his work that is and who correctly handles the word of truth that calls for work he must strive he must make every effort to present himself to God as a good worker That he may approve him. By saying. Thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Friends a preacher. Who is lazy. Will be ashamed for his bad preaching. And for his bad life. And for his bad example. A good preacher prays hard and studies hard that he may interpret scripture correctly. Jesus was a very hard worker. Paul was a very hard worker. 1 Corinthians 15, but by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder Than all of them. Yet not I. But the grace of God that was with me. 2 Corinthians 11. Are these servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder. If at all possible. A preacher must study original languages. Hebrew and Greek. Because the infallible scripture was originally given 
in Hebrew and in Greek. He must be enlightened by the Holy Ghost. He must correctly interpret the word of truth. It is truth that sets people free, sir. Free from sin and guilt and bondage. Preacher must be engaged in serious intellectual task. Exegesis, not eisegesis. Most preachers cannot exegete. So they read a verse and speak whatever comes to their mind. That is eisegesis. Speaking what the text does not say. The preacher must lead out. Exegete the meaning. Not lead in. Stuff that the text doesn't say. Know the scripture. Do the scripture. Be filled with the spirit sir. Be in much prayer. Then you will preach the word with authority, clarity, passion, effect, and great joy. You will preach in a way that will bless God's people. Edify them. Give them hope. So that they will grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Secondly, the power. Friends, preacher needs power. Power of the Holy Ghost. And we read Jesus himself was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And he goes to Nazareth. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me. To preach the gospel. He needs baptism in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And to the uttermost part of the earth. This Holy Spirit. Friends came upon the 120 in the upper room in Jerusalem. Holy Ghost came upon Samaritan believers. Holy Spirit baptized the Gentile believers gathered in the house of Cornelius in Caesarea. The Holy Ghost came upon Ephesian believers. The Holy Ghost came upon Saul of Tarsus. Friends, we need a fresh baptism in the Holy Ghost to preach the word. As a pastor, as an elder, as a father, as a mother. As a teacher, we have an obligation to preach the word with power of the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, we are afraid. We become apologetic. We are afraid of the world. We are ashamed of the gospel. We need a holy boldness that overcomes all shame and all fear. The young Timothy was ashamed and afraid, so he was told 
to fan into flame the gift he received by the laying on of the hands of St. Paul. Fan into flame the Holy Ghost anointing. And he said, you have not received a spirit of timidity. You have received the Holy Spirit who gives you dunamis power. Holy Spirit who gives us love that lays down our life. Holy Spirit gives us sound minds. Ability to understand, discern, judge correctly. So we read in Ephesians 1, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. 1 Corinthians 2, but God has revealed to us by his spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.12, We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. Spirit that gives you power, that gives you love, gives you a mind that thinks God's thoughts, that studies the Bible and understands it. Friends, dead orthodoxy is not the answer. Antinomianism of evangelicalism is not the answer. Mysticism of the charismatic world is not the answer. Sacramentalism is not the answer. Preach the word. Preacher must suffer persecution. He must, if needs be, suffer martyrdom. How can he do it? How did all the martyrs of the church suffer martyrdom? How did Paul suffer beheading? And the answer is given. Look at chapter 1 verse 8. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord. Or ashamed of me his prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel. Now. By the power of God. Power of God. Second Timothy 4 verse 17. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. Luke 12. When you are brought before synagogues. Rulers and authorities do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. The apostles were brought before the Sanhedrin. Acts chapter 4 verse say, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke. Fearless, fearless, unafraid. Clearing the mind. Giving an answer. To them. According to the scripture. Saint Paul says. Philippians 4 verse 13. I can do some things. Come on sir. 
I can do all things including martyrdom. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me moment by moment strength to do all things. That is even to die for the truth of the gospel. Preach the word. The word, sir. The gospel. The truth. The scripture. May God help us that we may be steeped in the word. That we may be filled with the spirit. That we may share the word of God without fear. Heavenly Father, we pray. Baptize us in the Holy Ghost. Come, O Holy Spirit. Grant us power. Give us love. And above all, give us a sound mind. And we will preach the word. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part one of this message entitled, Preach the Word. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew. 